0: It's the little things. It's your host India, and I am welcomed here with drumroll, please, Brittany Dawn. And I am so excited. This has been long in the making because we made a connection. Uh, I saw Miss Brittany Dawn on TikTok and Instagram. I emailed her, and then I got in contact with um, your man, like manager of your things and stuff. And so we got in contact, and it's just been a process, but it's been so fun, just kind of getting to like see you and how everything's going and like what's been going on in your life so miss Brittany why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us more about you
1: yes hi thank you so much for having me it's an honor to be here and get to chat with you and you're just such a sweet soul like our just (laughs) conversation before this was so fun um yeah so I'm Brittany Dawn I've been a social media influencer for Oh my gosh! Almost ten years. That makes me sound so old. I'm not <laughs> as old as that makes it sound. <laughs> um, I was just an OG in there. Um, I have been through everything. I went through uh, the fitness industry, and that's actually where I encountered the Lord. Was coming out of that um, through cancel culture, and so it's just been a really crazy, wild journey that was almost four years ago. Um, and I still feel like a baby deer learning to walk some days. But I think that's a beautiful place to be because it just causes you to rely on the Lord fully every single day. And so, yeah, that's, uh, I'm married as of a year ago to the love of my life. The Lord has redeemed so many beautiful things through my husband and it's just been a wild, beautiful ride.
0: Yes. Yes. And you guys have some cool news too. You guys are getting to be foster parents. So tell us a little bit about like all that and what's going on there.
1: Yes. So we have been in this, uh, oh my gosh, for like eight months now, we've been um, in the trainings and everything and we could have sped it up a little faster, but we really wanted to take it slow, savor the season that we're walking through and just embrace it for what it is. And so we're actually like any week now, um, about to, and by the time this is live, I'm sure we'll have a foster child, which is wild to say. Oh. Um, but yeah, we just finished the nursery and we're specifically fostering um, babies under four. So, well, toddlers, babies, infants, all the all the above under the age of four. Um, our agency was incredible. They asked us if there was a specific age range we wanted to foster. And um, that's just where we felt pulled. Um, we felt like, you know, we've never been parents and I've been very open about walking through miscarriage um, and our journey to conceive. And so it's just been really really sweet Um, watching the Lord just give us such joy in the middle of also loss, and that's what our God does. Um, We stepped out into this because the Lord asked us to in January, and the whole story is wild. I know we're on like a somewhat time crunch today, so I won't get into that testimony unless you want me to, but um, I'm that kind of girl that's like, Lord, send me a bright pink bus. <laughs> and he, and he <laughs> sent me five bright pink buses. Like it was so obvious that I was like, okay, we have to do this. So yes, we're super excited.
0: Oh, I love that. I, that's so exciting. Somebody at work this morning, they woke up the other day in the middle of the night and they were like, their agency called them and they were like, we need you to come Foster this baby, yes. and he was going around showing everybody at work this morning this new baby, and it made me think of you. And I was like, "That's so sweet." Like oh. I get to talk with Brittany today, who's getting to do that same thing. And so I just, the heart of foster parents is just so amazing, and it blows my mind because that that is a heart like no other, and a love, and it just reminds me a lot of the love Jesus has for us, is yeah. because it just it's just. They're not necessarily biological, which I know is, would be that hard connection, but you still love them just as much as you would. And so I think that's so, that's so sweet and so precious, but you also do, she lives freed. So why don't you tell us kind of about that and like how you got started with
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. So that actually kind of spurred after my testimony. Um, So I had a radical encounter with Jesus in 2019. um, And ever since then, I've been walking with him. Well, about eight months after that, I started getting these visions. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this? But that's, you know, obviously, we know it's a spiritual gift. And I was getting these visions of women gathering in a room um, with all their hands lifted and just praising and worshiping the Lord. And in a true position of surrender. And I was like, what am I seeing? What it like, Lord, what is this? And it clicked. And I was like, oh, wait, the Lord is giving me this vision to steward. So I stewarded that for about a year, had no idea what it was supposed to be like, literally just that's all I had was the vision. And then a year later, I felt like the Lord prompted me to step out and go. And so I did. And we have done we'll be doing our seventh event this coming January. So we've done seven events in less than two years, which is a lot. (laughs) We actually took sabbatical the last, um, for, from April to now, because I was just like, we just need to chill. (laughs) Um, but it's been beautiful and the Lord has truly just shown up in so many beautiful ways. Um, where i thought you know when when someone starts a women ministry you think like oh like kumbaya like you're just like <laughs> around a campfire roasting marshmallows glorifying the lord right well that's what i thought it would be and then about halfway through last october it pivoted and we actually started walking women through deliverance mm-hmm. um and truly leading them to freedom and that was wild that's a whole thing in itself as well but um it's just been a crazy journey truly a reminder that this is not my ministry or anyone else's. This is the Lord's mm-hmm. and that only he knows what's coming and he knows what can take place. And so we really just focus on giving him the room, um, giving him the entire room and letting the Holy spirit sweep through as he pleases. And that's exactly what he does.
0: Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, like, I love that so much. And I think something I've learned a lot recently is everybody's ministry looks so different. So like, how would you, if you were telling somebody who was like, what does my ministry look like? Like I don't know what that looks like in my life, what would you tell them?
1: Ooh, that's so good. My the first thing that came up in my spirit was um comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so easy because it does seem like, you know, I didn't realize how prominent the ministry realm was until I gave my life to the Lord and started changing up who I was following on Instagram. And suddenly it's everywhere. And everyone has a ministry, which is beautiful because that's what we're called to do. Um, but it's so easy to fall into that comparison trap of like, Oh, well, like, hers is bigger hers is better that's what I want so I can't do it now like that's so that's that's the enemy Mm -hmm. um coming in to try to steal a seed that the Lord is planning and so I would say don't compare get off Instagram like do not be looking for ideas there um and just pray into it like I said a a second ago, I had no idea what it looked like. I literally had no idea, but the Lord was so faithful to provide it every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to walk through the doors that only you open. And he did, and he opened this door and the next door and the next door. And it just kind of made the pathway so obvious and so clear. And when you're walking in obedience and surrender to the Lord, he's faithful to do that. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just fully surrender it to the Lord, pray and seek him to get direction and vision and do not compare. Yeah,
0: no, that's so good. I, one of the things that I've learned a lot recently is in, of course, this is like advice that you get a lot, but one thing is like when the Lord closes one door, the next door he opens is so much greater than you could have imagined. And that's something that I've like learned so much recently in and of itself, because it's just crazy to me. Um, the things that I expect and the things that I think, okay, I'm doing this for the Lord. And he's like, that's great. I love that you're doing that, but I have something way better for you. And so like, I was going to study abroad in Costa Rica over the winter break, and it got canceled. And then literally two days later, there was an opportunity to go do a mission trip in North Africa. And I was like, signed me up, like I'm ready. Like, and so it was crazy to me, like even things like that. It was just like, he closed the door to Costa Rica so that my heart was open to go somewhere unfamiliar and do much greater things. And so it's just crazy to me, like getting to see that and getting to see that in your life, just with your ministry alone.
1: That's so true that and that's so applicable to every season of life and everything like you know, walking through this loss of miscarriage, I, and, and loss in any realm you in the middle of that, you immediately say like, why is God doing this to me? But I truly don't believe that the Lord did that. I truly believe that was an attack from the enemy, but God can still make those things beautiful. He can make closed doors beautiful. And just like he did for you with the Costa Rica trip. Like, I, I feel like there's things that are now blooming in my life, even just a month later that I'm seeing the fruit of that. I'm like, oh, wait, this actually makes sense. And, Mm -hmm. and the Lord is just, he's been so faithful. So yeah, absolutely. Like if there's a closed door, it sucks. It hurts. It's okay to cry, yeah. (laughs) but like trust that the Lord has something tenfold better because he always does. Mm
0: -hmm. No, I totally agree. That's so good. So how has she lives freed? How has that kind of changed like your life these past couple of years?
1: Yeah, it's uh wow. There's so many different things. Um, truly just realizing that I don't have control. (laughs) That is the hardest thing. Cause like coming from my past, you know, not living for Jesus self and stepping in, having that encounter with Jesus and and surrendering my life to him and then stepping into ministry. I'm like, Oh, like I really don't call the shots anymore. Mm -hmm. Like this is truly God. And, um, that's been the hardest thing for me. Uh, the best part has just been stewarding the relationships that the Lord places in front of me, the women that come to these retreats, um, you know, my, my testimony and, and maybe I'll get to share it with you one day, but I just kind of resonate with different, many, many different aspects of life Mm -hmm. starting early in my childhood. Um, the things that I've walked through and the things that I've lived through ultimately by the grace of God. And so just getting to love these broken women who are right in front of me, um, we're all broken, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even if we think we're all put together, like I'm broken, you're you're broken. That's why we need Jesus. And so getting to love these women that come to these retreats right where they are, as they are, is probably my absolute favorite thing. And just getting to, I'm such a big sister hug kind of girl. Like I love just hugging you and letting you cry on my shoulder because I've been there. And I, I wasn't always, I, I didn't have that when I needed it the most. I didn't have that big sister love. And so um, that is probably the most rewarding part of ministry is just getting to love on women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. I think oftentimes we get, like you said earlier, kind of the comparison is the thief of joy. I think oftentimes as women, we compare ourselves to each other and it makes us just kind of like butt heads. And I think oftentimes that, that separates us and I've seen so much in my life, the women in my life changing my life. And so we are getting robbed of that. And I think that the the spirit or not the spirit, the the enemy is doing that to us daily. Like he wants us to say these nasty things about other girls and gossip about girls so that we don't have that connection because he knows together we are so strong.
1: Yes. And the spirit of slander, you touched on a good point. The spirit of slander is so real and so prominent in today's social media digital age. It's mm-hmm. so easy to log on to something and leave a nasty comment or mm-hmm. message someone I mean, you know, DM or whatnot, whatever it is, Reddit, YouTube, you know, YouTube seems to be the worst of all the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easy to to degrade and tear down other women, but biblically speaking, we are called so much higher. Um, and so to be in a room where comparison isn't allowed, like I said, when you give the room to the Lord, all of that stuff has to go in the name of Jesus and comparison isn't allowed. Um, you know, degrading mean, just the mean girl syndrome is not allowed in that room. And, but it is, it's so hard to, just be a woman in today's society, because that's everywhere. You know, not everyone has the Holy spirit, not everyone's following Jesus. And so even when, you know, you're under his blanket and under his protection, you're still going to run into that every single day in some realm. Yeah. And
0: it, as women, it's so hard because I know I've always struggled with gossiping and that's like been something. Cause when I played softball, like that's what you like. That's just what you did in high school. That's just what you did. And so then getting to college, I'm like, there is not a friendship that I have that I felt like was genuine. And so I was like, and I know that's because of gossiping. So taking that and ending that. And I'm like, like, I don't want to be that person that people are thinking of like, that's doing that. And I know that that's not showing the grace of the Lord at all. And so that's something that I always struggled with. And I know girls in general, like we struggle with that because we want something to talk about and we want to feel better about ourselves. And that's just part of the comparison process. And so after that, I was able to, you know, of course it's, it's still hard, but of course now I'm having these genuine relationships and like, people are like, you know, uh, they were, um, putting me up, like nominating me for like the sunshine chair or something for my sorority. And I was like, no way. Like, I feel like I've always had this like very energetic personality, but the Lord has just completely transformed my heart to where that's actually genuinely who I am and not just a show I'm putting on so that people like me. And I think that that is something that has changed my life, like for sure. So I definitely agree. Like when you actually change your heart and, or the Holy spirit changes your heart and you decide to make that change, um, that has changed my life for sure. Not only just in like how I live my day to day, but it changes the lives of people around you.
1: Yeah, they pick up on that. You know, I was telling my husband yesterday, he, uh, he works in the anti-human trafficking realm and he had to go do some pretty intense stuff yesterday. And I just encouraged him. I was like, babe, when you, when you walk in a room, you don't even have to speak. Like they will recognize the light inside of you. And sure enough, the situation he was in, that person had broke down and came to tears and started asking about Jesus without my husband even mentioning God or the Holy spirit or anything. And I, and I was just like, that's such a Testament, you know, cause when you do, when you have that encounter with Jesus and you invite the Holy spirit in your presence is enough, like, because the Holy spirit is inside of you and you're not alone. And so that's so beautiful. Like it's, you're, you're absolutely right. Everything you said. Yeah. So for the girl that is struggling
0: with comparison or the boy, anybody, um, What would you tell them? Like, how would you help them? What would your advice be for them?
1: Ooh, that's That's a hard one for sure. But that's a good (laughs) no. That's a really good question because it's so, like I said, prominent in today's day and age. Um, Truly, that's I. I truly believe that comparison is a form of jealousy in some way, shape, or form. Just because, like, like, if we're comparing to someone or envy, envious or jealous of something that they have. Um, And so I would just start praying for the Lord to remove that from your heart. Also guarding what you consume is huge. Um, You know, there's, there's different avenues of why you should protect what you consume, but definitely with comparison for me it's so easy for me to fall into that trap on social media because that's a place where everyone just posts their highlight reel. I try not to do that. I try to post, I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of posting my highs and my lows, but um, there's people out there. That's all they post is like, Oh, today was another great day for 2,522 days in a row. I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, have you not had a bad day in like five years? Oh, yeah. um, and, and it's just so easy to get swept up in that, you know, my life is so boring compared to all these people online, but mm-hmm. coming from an influencer perspective, we don't post everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mastered posting 10% of our day, but convincing people that you're seeing the whole day. And that's that's our job, that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you can still be transparent, but also separate work from personal life. And so I think that's also toxic though. Sometimes I think a lot of people just see the trips, the vacations, the new outfits, the whatever it is, perfect Bible study lighting with your hot latte over, you know, like whatever it is that people are trying to make. So aesthetic, um, it's easy for us regular girls, like to feel like that's not good enough and that we're not good enough, but the truth is we are, we're we're covered in love by the grace of God. So yeah,
0: Uh, no, that's so good. I think Um, one of the things I struggled with a lot in it starting out in college was, um, always feeling like time was running out. Like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't traveling enough And I I just kept thinking like, this is the time to do it. Like I need to go see all the countries now. Like I'm never going to get to travel again and I'll never have time. And I'm going to be working in big girl job and all these things. And so I started comparing myself, like you said, like two influencers and two girls who got to travel all the time and it was making me feel like I was missing out on life but then once I like took a second and I realized like the Lord has put so many opportunities that's my dog um he has put so many (laughs) he has put so many opportunities
1: my dog's probably about to start barking
0: too he's put so many opportunities in my life already in this
1: area oh, that's ridiculous. Our dogs go crazy whenever they hear anything on TV, on outside, like they just go ballistic. So it's a miracle. They're not barking right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's so protective. Like someone will just walk across and he'll just start barking. Like that's literally what happened. Nothing happened. Somebody just walked across. there.
1: (laughs) He's the one of the bunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But basically what I was saying, like there's, if you take advantage of like the opportunities that the Lord has placed in your life, instead of focusing on all the things you feel like you're missing out on like comparison kind of, for me, it's helped a lot. Just kind of make taking advantage of like what is in my area, like at A&M, there's so many things to do. And I'm like, well, I should not be bored at all. There's plenty of things for me to do. So yeah. I'm like, you kind of just have to look around you and be like, what opportunities has the Lord given me that I'm missing out on because I'm only paying attention to all the things I feel like I'm missing out on?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, sorry, I think um knowing that you have permission to make the most of the little moments, like, um, you know, it, yeah, everything you said, like it's so easy to feel like I need to be here, I need to be there. Um, for me before I met my husband and before COVID happened, I traveled a lot. Like I was, felt like I was on a plane every month going somewhere for work or for shoots or whatnot. And, um, that stopped for about three years because of, you know, the whole world flipped upside down. And so that was a really hard, almost like an idol. The Lord had to pull from my heart of like, Hey, you have permission to be here fully in this moment with the people that I've placed in your life, with your house, with, you know, going out to dinner with friends, like, um, it doesn't have to look like everyone else. And so I think that's really helped me like embrace every day. Um, not to say that there's days where I'm just like, dang, I really want to be in Hawaii right now. <laughs> like there's definitely moments like that, but I think absolutely giving yourself permission to just enjoy the the here and the now.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. I think for me again, like always thinking of my future and I'm like, <gasps> I need to go, like, I need to do all these things. I need to have all these internships, like all these volunteer hours. And I'm just like, when you really think about it, like the Lord has given us so much today, like you said. So just getting to like slow down and not compare my journey to somebody else's. And that's a lot with faith as well. Like I tend to compare myself to other people who are like followers. I'm like, why don't I have as many verses memorized as they are? Even though I've been a follower longer than they have. And then I have to think about myself, like I am not good at memorizing things like I'm just not and it takes so much longer for me to do that. So I'm like that my faith is not going to look the same as somebody else's. And and my Bible study is not going to look the same as somebody else's. And so just, like, taking that into account as well, just, like, with ministry, just, like, with our future, there's just so many things. Like you said, comparison is the thief of joy, and it is the thief also of, like, motivation to continue in the faith. Because yeah. I know at times I've been not motivated because I'm like, I'm never going to look like them. I'm never yeah. going to be as faithful as they are. I'm never going to be as, lo-. like all these things start racking up and that is the enemy telling you, like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And one of my sweet, sweet friends is so good at memorizing verses. Like she just has them. She'll read it once. She's got like a photographic memory. And I was like, so ashamed of myself. I was like, I can't even tell you what verse that is. I could tell you the book of the Bible, but that's about it. I'll paraphrase it, but I can't memorize it. And I was so ashamed. And it made me just want to like, not talk about what's in the Bible. I was talking about the gospel in like broad aspects. but I was like, I don't want to talk about it if I can't give you the exact verse in the Z. But nobody, a lot of people don't care when I'm actually talking about it and I'm so excited about it. They just want to hear what I have to say. Like they don't care about that. So the, again, the Holy Spirit puts that in your heart and he'll give you the right things to say in the right moment. And so realizing that and saying like, I don't need to have these memorized right now.
1: Absolutely. And that's scripture. Like what you just said is scripture, like the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us, and again, same right there with you. Don't have all these scriptures memorized. (laughs) I have scriptures memorized, but then there's always some that I reference and I'm like, I don't know what book that's in, but I know I've read it and it's, it's where when I speak it, or when you speak and you open your mouth and you speak, it won't be you speaking, but me, the Holy spirit speaking through you, like that's scripture. And so you're absolutely right. Like that is one prayer that I pray every day is like, Lord speak through me because if left to my own devices, like, Oh man, <laughs> like I'm going to flounder every time, 10 out of 10 times. But like the Holy spirit is faithful to show up and speak through us. And it's not about. You know, I, I think it's so easy to get caught up in that comparison of like, oh, I don't have as many scriptures memorized as she does, or I can't get up on a pulpit and speak like she does in front of women or XYZ. And then you suddenly are compare, comparing like, And and speaking from personal experience, you're backpedaling. You're like, well, am I even saved? Like the enemy Mm. gets to us that way of like, do you even know Jesus? And it's like, actually I do. And my salvation is not rooted in my ability to perform. And that's that's a huge thing because I grew up in a performance-based atmosphere. And so for me to learn that like, actually, my God loves me just as I am right now before I do anything, before I read a scripture, before I log on and post anything, like he loves me as I am for who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so helpful when it comes down to the comparison trap, because it's so easy to get swept up in that and swept up in, well, I don't talk like her, walk like her, look like her, speak like her, whatever it is. Um, And that's where the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy.
0: Mm, That's so good. I like how you compared... well, compared comparison and performance, like how you associated them together because that's so true. When you compare yourself to somebody else, you want to perform for everybody around you to make it seem like you've got your stuff figured out and you're better than that person. And that's so good because performance literally doesn't do any good ever. And exactly like kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, I felt like I was always performing to like be the happy-go-lucky person and be the person that made people laugh. And now I'm able to have the joy of the Lord in my heart. That's genuine joy and genuine peace that I have. And so it once. Like, even if people can't really tell a difference between my performance and now I, I tell a difference, like I feel better. I feel like I'm not having to try to be happy and try to be joyful. And that's just something that happens and it comes straight from the Lord. And so I'm not as exhausted. I'm not as mentally torn down. And so- more of a social butterfly now, believe it or not, um, than I was before. So, <laughs> it, and my family's going to totally laugh when I say that because I've always been like very talkative, very yeah. social butterfly, but that's so true. Like comparison and performance go hand in hand. And that's so, yes. so good.
1: Yes, they absolutely do. And like, yeah, I I was the same. I was actually incredibly shy when I was a kid, which yeah. is wild to think about. I was like, painfully, don't even look at me shy. And now I'm like, my husband's like, do you ever stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> and I truly believe that like, when I encountered the Lord, it just something, cause I, I was pretty talkative as an influencer, but when I encountered the Lord, it was just like, my confidence comes solely from the Lord. And I don't care what people say about me because I'm rooted. And, and all of those things just kind of fell into place after that. Oh yeah.
0: No, for sure. I I've, I'm blessed in a household of, of four siblings. So I'm oh. the middle child. So I have to talk a lot to get my attention, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so my family's going to laugh at that one too, because I definitely fit the middle child stereotype. Um, But it's so funny that the the way, and I was talking to my aunt the other day, I was like, once I stopped actually caring about like what's going on, I feel better because I was in, like the worst depression and anxiety i'd ever had after like all my concussions and i think part of that of course was from the concussion but then also like i just felt like i was missing out so much i was like i played my whole life to play in college and now i don't get to play and everybody else gets to play and i was like they all get to do these things and i don't get to do these things and once i realized i was like the like kind of like we talked about earlier like the lord shut that part of my life off so that I could have this part of my life. And then I started a podcast and now I'm getting to talk to you. So all these doors, there's about 150 doors that he's opened by closing one. And so it's just crazy to me how, when I stopped comparing myself and stopped saying like, of course I loved it, but I was so worried about what other people were going to think. They were going to be like, do, am I a sissy? Like, do they think that I'm weak or anything? And I was like, that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter. Like I know what I went through. I know the healing process I've had to go through. And so that is something that the Lord gave me. There's a story he gave me. That's part of my testimony. And so it's great to get to say, like, I don't compare myself to others. Like I was great. I loved it. And now I'm moved on. And I love when people ask me, they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm like, it, it yeah. stunk while it happened, but I'm not like, I'm here. Like I get to do this. I get to be at a and I get to have these opportunities that I didn't have before. And so I'm not, ha- I'm not sad. It happened. I'm glad it happened. I'm happy that it happened. Um, But yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the closed doors always lead to open ones. And I was literally, I had a, a conference call yesterday with a a brand and I was telling them they're asking about cancel culture. And I was like, honestly, it's the best thing that ever happened to me because it was in that, that the Lord stripped me of every worldly thing that I had my eyes locked on, you know, social media, fame, status, money, the car, the house, everything that was not of God. Um, he pruned me of that. And it was in that, that I actually found who he had made me be all along. And so, those closed doors were so painful because they all happened just boom, 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 one after another um within a span of twenty four hours. Oh, hello, little puppy. <laughs> this is blue. He's the
0: one that was acting all big oh, and tough.
1: He's, so sweet. he's not what big and amazing.
0: tough. He's a blue healer poodle mix.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, Oakley, the one that was barking, he's an Aussie doodle. So he's half Australian shepherd, half doodle. And he's such a good dog. Um, But yeah, so the closed doors, they always lead to open ones. And it's like, dang, this sucks so bad. But just trust that God is doing something good with that. Yeah. And in
0: the trusting process, like it's totally okay to grieve the door that was closed. I think oftentimes because um, I have a sweet, sweet friend that's going through something and she called me and she's like, I just feel like if I grieve, it means that I'm not trusting in the plan that the Lord has for me. And I said, no, like there oh. are so many stories in the Bible. Jesus himself grieved before he was crucified. And, and it wasn't, had- <laughs> it wasn't grief because he didn't trust the Lord. He was just, he was grieving because of what was about to happen. And it was a big thing. Like Job grieved when he was going through all that and still trusted that the Lord had a plan and that the, that God was going to be faithful. And so those are the two stories that my head, my head always goes to. And of course those are like the first ones, but that's what I told her. And so I think with those doors closed, you are totally allowed to grieve in them, but realizing that in that grief, there is going to be joy that comes out of it. And just, it, it takes time, but it's, it's a frustrating process sometimes for sure. But you can start seeing the growth over time. And I think that's the thing is like, it's time. Like it's not an overnight thing. Yeah. And I think that's the most frustrating part about it. Cause you want to see that growth like now. <laughs>
1: grief is an emotion that the Lord gave us you know Ecclesiastes 3 says that there is a time for literally everything and I I always read Ecclesiastes 3 and I'm like oh (laughs) I'm like I think this was supposed to feel good and now I'm sad and then that's great and then I don't like that and that's like you know it's just like the ups and the downs you're like oh I don't want to do any of the things on the right and um, there's a time for everything and then the Lord works through that when we went through um the miscarriage you know a month and a half ago it was the hardest thing i've ever walked through and going through that i did nothing but grieve because mm-hmm. i didn't know what else to do there's nothing else to do you know there's nothing to be joyful about in that season um but the lord was so faithful to over time start turning that grief into joy mm-hmm. and and hope and redemption and restoration and all of the things that we want to feel in the moment of grief but we don't quite have yet and so there's so much permission to grieve and the Holy spirit and the Lord are grieving with you. Like they're literally, the Lord holds every tear in his hand. I truly believe that. And, and the Bible says that. And so, yeah, there's so much permission to do that. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, I know. I wish we
0: could talk forever, but now we actually, <laughs> I actually have to like s- stop talking, but I literally could talk forever. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ms. Brittany Dawn for being on the podcast. I'm so You're blessed welcome. to get to talk to you today. Thank you everybody for listening or watching or whatever you do. And be the reason someone smiles today and be the light for the Lord. Bye.